Hey, this is Heath Padgett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 196. The RV Entrepreneur is a weekly podcast for nomadic entrepreneurs, and today's episode I am recording in Destin, Florida, where we are staying for the month which is pretty cool because when your house moves, you can pick really awesome places where you want to stay for extended periods of time. And we just realized that the water gives us a lot of energy. And so that's why we're here going on runs on the beach as I'm preparing for my first mountain race this year in September in Colorado called Imogen Pass Race. So if you're a mountain runner and you have any more experience in that world than I do, which is virtually anything more than zero, I would love to hear from you because that's something I'm trying to navigate right now as I kind of learn how to train for this whole mountain race while not being in elevation and things like that. Anyway, side tangent. I'm recording today in our Winnebago Forza, which is our 40-foot RV. Ellie is sleeping in the back. Alyssa's outside working, just setting the scene for you guys and what's happening in our world right now. And wherever you're listening to this, I hope you're having an amazing day. On today's episode, I'm interviewing Kim and Aaron from the Freedom and Scrubs podcast, who are full-time traveling healthcare professionals. (laughs) They've been doing this for many years. And this is a world that we have received several Instagram messages and emails about over the past few years, people asking, hey, do you have people that you know who work in the healthcare space? And we have met a couple, but not a ton. And I've only had one, I believe, on the podcast, our friend Sabrina, who's a doctor. And so I wanted to have Kim and Aaron on the podcast to just dig into their story, how they made the transition into being full-time healthcare professionals, and also answer some of the high-level questions that you might have if you're thinking about making this transition yourself, such as, what does it mean to be a traveling healthcare professional? Like, what all does that entail? How much can you make versus being in one place? And how to handle things like personal health insurance and how to find travel jobs jobs on the road. So this is a really specific episode for anybody who is thinking about taking the dive into being a traveling healthcare professional. Hope you guys enjoy this episode with Kim and Aaron. Kim and Aaron, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having us. Most of the people that I bring on this show are RVers in some sense. And I know that you guys are, I think, currently researching and maybe even doing a camper van, your first camper van trip in New Zealand. Is that right? Yeah, we actually leave in two and a half weeks for a month-long camper van trip in New Zealand, and we've never lived in a van or an RV before, so it should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I'm so jealous. We literally just were talking to somebody like 30 minutes ago. They're like, what's your favorite place in the whole world? If you And I said, if I could only RV for two weeks, and then for some reason I can never RV again, I would RV in New Zealand, hands down. So, I love hearing that. I know everyone says that. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. We have really high expectations for New Zealand. I don't think we'll be disappointed though. No. <laughs> I like to subscribe to the under promise and over deliver mentality, but I honestly don't think I could just overhype New Zealand enough. The whole place is like if Alaska and Hawaii had a baby and just like a beautiful landscape. Every, everywhere is super camper van friendly. So it's a great starting point. Everybody speaks English. Like you roll into a town and it's like camper van parking this way. And, you know, there's so many freedom campsites that you can stay in. Lots of reviews if you check out the CamperMate app. So I don't want to get too a bunch of a side tangent for that, but <laughs> I'm excited that you guys are doing that. And that's part of the way that we got connected originally. But what you guys have been doing for the past seven, now eight years you're on as traveling healthcare professionals is a world that I know basically nothing about, but <laughs> also something that's very fascinating because there are tens, hundreds of thousands of healthcare professionals in the world and in the US. And so being able to do that job remotely 
is something that a lot of people have kind of asked about or emailed about, and we don't have that many friends who are doing it. We've had one person on the podcast who is a doctor, our friend Sabrina, but you know that's kind of just one facet, and there's so many different other ways to approach it. So I'm really excited to be able to dig into y'all's story and kind of hear how you got involved in this world of nomadic healthcare professionals. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's just interesting what you said because so many people, even people who work in healthcare, don't know that this is an option or that this is there's an opportunity to travel. And we were both working full time in our careers for five years mm-hmm. before we even knew this was an option. As soon as we found out, we were like, "Oh my gosh!" And we put our house on the market and sold our house, quit our jobs, sold everything we owned, and and basically started out on this wild and crazy journey. Yeah. Um, but if you want to, yeah, no, I was just gonna say that it was funny because I used to work with travelers, but I never knew it was a sustainable thing for me. A lot of people hear about travel nursing and, and basically we are travel nurses, but we both work in radiology. So I'm a sonographer and Aaron does interventional radiology. Mm -hmm. And essentially what that means is that we take about, they're typically three month contracts at different hospitals all over the United States. And we kind of just pop around from hospital to hospital. When you guys were stationary, what did a day look like? You're still essentially doing the same job, right? But you're just doing it in different places. This is an absolute fabulous question that I love so much because that was one reason why we jumped into healthcare traveling. So yes, we are still doing the same jobs. Um, sometimes it's a lot more advanced. Sometimes it's a lot less advanced. Um, and that just depends on the facility. But at the time before we started traveling, I was working long, long days, sometimes 14, 13 hour days, five days a week, and also only had four days off a month because I'm on call a lot. And so my team would do seven days straight of call and then seven days off. So on those, you know, obviously every week, so bi-weekly during the month. And so I would only have basically what I said was I had Saturday off because Friday I'd be off and then Saturday and then Sunday starts a new week. So um, I did that for about five or six years and that was a normal routine. So we basically both worked our butts off. We took tons of call and we could barely even make ends meet. And we still, we always dreamed of traveling. We had vision boards all over our house about all the places we wanted to go and all the places we wanted to see. And we were like saving up, you know, $20 a month to go to San Francisco. And it felt like we were just in this grind, just working, working, working just to pay the bills and living in this house and it just something in us was like this there has to be more to life than just going to work clocking in clocking out paying your bills and putting twenty dollars away to go to san francisco well we also said it started to we we say this a lot it really had the groundhog's day effect it just felt like the same thing over and over and over and over and you know healthcare work can be really rewarding but it can also be extremely taxing and i think that's you know the biggest And so just to answer your question, how and like the contrast to that of like, that's where we were when we were working full time. Now, essentially, we are doing the same jobs, but they're in three month increments. So we go for three months, we do our our stent, our contract, and then it's up to us what we want to do at the end of it. So we can take six months off before we take another contract. We can take a month off. We could take a week. It's up to us. There's so much freedom in it. And we don't have to ask for PTO. Paid leave, basically. For those, yeah, paid time off or um, ask for permission to take any time off. We're able to really create a life that works for us. 
and the freedom has completely changed our entire yeah, life. Yeah, basically easily said is we're self-employed healthcare professionals is, is yeah. how that works. And we also make a lot more money. So, right. you know, Kim and I are making um, double what we made in Florida. Now, we always say that because if you're coming from California, the wages out here for healthcare professionals are extremely high. In Florida, they're extremely low. So, therefore, we're able to work a base of 40 hours and make double what we made in Florida. And that's just because you're in California. No, just because that's just traveling in general, what we've seen. Yeah, because you just you make more money as a traveler in general. And because we were coming from a state that has low wages, which is Florida, we personally have doubled or tripled our take home because we left Florida to start traveling, essentially, if that makes sense, because we get a lot of tax free money. I don't want to like bore anybody yeah, with the nitty gritty of that, of, yeah. but that's how we're able to make more money. Because I would think that'd be a big question that a lot of people have, like, can you continue to make a similar amount of money? And then I'm sure there'd be a series of other questions around like dealing with your own personal health insurance and like all those types of things. I want to get into that, but like going back to you guys, how did you first hear about being able to do this within a travel capacity? It's kind of an interesting story. It's just one of those things that, you know, you just we just trust in our plan and we feel like we're always being guided and led, but we were, you know, working our nine to five jobs and we would, we were sitting outside one day and we were just like, what are we doing? Like we're five years into our career. We are newlyweds. We didn't want to have kids. We had just bought a house, we just bought a house, all the things. And we're like, life is great, but like something's missing. Like we just feel so trapped. And so we're having these conversations and I ended up, of course, I was on call and it was on a Sunday. And, and she I, was mad about it. I was so angry <laughs> and I got called in and in the middle of this conversation and I'm like, darn it, I have to go to work. Like, let's put a pin in this and we'll, we'll finish it when I get home. So I go to work and there was a girl that was working that I hadn't seen in over a year. And so we started chatting and she told me that her and her husband and, and kids were going to start traveling. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like sit down. What are you talking about? Give me all the deets. I need to know everything. And so she told me about this world of traveling that again, five years in as a stenographer, I had never heard about this. And so I was like literally jumping up and down, like like it was Christmas and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is insane. So I rush home. There wasn't even a patient to do, which is that such... was what I was going to say. All the patients canceled yeah. um, that she went in for. So it was like, cool. She got to sit there and talk to, you know, this girl and learn about all right. This. It was such like one, like a fluke thing. So I come home and I'm like, Aaron, you're going to think I'm insane. <laughs> But what if we sold our house, quit our job, sold everything we own, sold, sold everything and jumped into this lifestyle that we didn't know anybody else doing it. There was a lot of unknowns. We didn't know if this is this a scam. Is this real life? And I was like, what do you think? And he's like, I said, when, okay. do, when do we go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that next day, that was a Sunday, that next Monday, we called a company and talked to the recruiter there. And she said, interventional radiology and ultrasound are the two most needed in radiology. You guys would be able to basically have an entire lifetime of travel if you decide to do this. Yeah. So we put our house on the market and we literally left Florida. It was like two months later, we yeah. pulled out. 
We are done. I'm assuming they kind of have like a job board almost where you can put what you do and the hospitals will reach out to you. How does that work? No. So the, the hospitals reach out. So there's recruiting companies. There's about like there's over 200 plus now. They basically put it out towards you want to just different job boards that these companies find. And then your recruiter, you submit through a recruiting company and then you have a recruiter that works for you that says, Hey, I've got a job in, in this state, this state, this state, this, this state. It's these hours. It's, it's this type of work. Are you interested or not? And then you say yes or no. You work out your pay and then you do an interview with the hospital. The hospital accepts you. They send over a contract to the recruiting company. You sign that contract and off you go. Yeah. So essentially the recruiters, which you work with two to three are giving you all the jobs that are available based on your start date and when you can actually show up and and start the contract. And then you are picking what fits you and your goals at that point. And then you go from there and choose the job that that seems like a good fit. So are you able to kind of like pick places around where you want to travel or is it kind of like building your travels and around the places that you can go work, if that makes sense? That's a good question. I think that's what's cool about healthcare traveling is you have the freedom to kind of choose you know, Kim and I always say, what's your why for travel? You know, when we're teaching in our community, like, what is your why? What do you want to do? And there's a lot of travelers that literally want to take one contract in every state around the U.S. There's some that just want to work, 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 work and make a bunch of money and maybe buy a house or something like that. So um, Kim and I have just basically we always tell travelers that really go for the adventure, because a lot of the places that you might not think are the best place end up being the best contracts. You know, like we took straight out of Florida, lifelong Floridians went to Janesville, Wisconsin in the middle of winter, negative 22 degrees, driving in snow, had no idea what we were doing, but it was literally the best contract we've ever had. Right. Because of the people that that we met. Yeah. And as far as, because you can be very specific. Now it depends on the market of your modality. If you're in high demand, there's going to be tons of choices and you have the upper hand as far as where you want to go. And then there's also times that the market might dip and you have to be a little bit more flexible with where you want to go. But you can't, like I could call my recruiter and say, I really want to go to Hawaii or Alaska these are my dates. What do you have available? And you can be super micro and specific. So it just kind of depends on where you are and how many jobs are going on at that time, if that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Has there ever been a place for you guys or like a time period where you're like, oh, we really want to get a job and there was nobody like you couldn't find anything? Not for us. Like, for instance, I just so I'm leaving this contract that I'm in now in two weeks and they need to bring in another traveler. And so they were having a tough time bringing in travelers to this place. And I messaged my recruiter, who I work with very closely, and said, what's the deal? What's going on? This is kind of what we're looking for. And he was like, unfortunately, there's more jobs than there are travelers now out there in the interventional radiology space. And so we're having a tough time placing somebody. But like I said, there's multiple, multiple companies out there um, that can find jobs. And, you know, a lot of times these companies only have their set of travelers. And so they're, you know, if they have a direct contract with that hospital, then they just go out to their travelers, which then they might need to expand it to other companies to find more travelers. The first one was in Wisconsin. And then you've been doing this now since 2012. 
right? Yeah, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's kind of nuts. Are you guys staying in like Airbnbs? How does that typically work? It depends on where we go. We always find our own housing. And so that might be an Airbnb sometimes. Or right now we rented a month to month apartment that we get furnished. Uh, they give you a housing stipend. And so we take the stipend and then we always try to find the cheapest place to live. And then we save the rest of the money. Uh, so that's been huge for us as far as how we're able to make and save more money. Our goal was always to get as much out of the experience and explore as much as the area as we possibly could, because we were, you know, we were from Florida and our vision board was, you know, California and San Francisco and the Pacific Coast Highway. And then we took a contract in San Francisco and we lived on the Pacific Highway. We're like, oh my gosh, how cool is this? And so we wanted to just take in as much as we could. So we would make checklists of like all like we would pick everyone's brain and we would get a list of okay where is the best hikes what's the best food where should we go all we would just ask everybody and then on our days off which we got a lot more of than when we were working full time because we didn't have to take as much call we would just go out and explore as much as we possibly could the yeah. biggest joke we always say it wasn't really a joke it was absolutely true but we would get in these ubers or lifts or whatever and we would be telling them about our experiences and what we do. And we would tell them what we've done. And then we would end up giving them suggestions. And they're like, I've lived here 30 years and you guys have done more in two or three weeks than I've done in 30 years yeah. of living here. Because we are on that sort of time frame of three months, six months. And so we got to get it all in. And so it's this very adventurous spirit. Yeah. Which which really played well into our, our personalities. I think the biggest change, though, has been we're definitely – like we will take a contract and then we take a lot of time off because we, like I mentioned before, when we were working full time, we dreamed of traveling. And so we would work a contract and then we would take time off and go to Europe or go to Asia and just really be able to have these cool experiences then. And then we would come home and pick up another contract. And so mm -hmm. it's given us a lot of freedom to travel and explore both where we're currently living and on our time off. Correct. I heard the same thing from my, our friend, Sabrina, who takes, she went from being stationary doctor to doing this remote. And like, you can basically go in depending on how much of a demand there is and negotiate like what you guys are saying as well, which is almost like twice the rates, which means if you wanted to, you could literally work half as much and make the exact same amount. So you could work six months a year and then have six months of free time to explore and still make the exact same pay, which is crazy. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think that's why we can travel so much is that exactly like we make double or triple what we are making full time. So we can work half a year and make more than we are making in a year. So it's uh, it really gives us a lot of time off, yeah, which it, is what we love. It also allowed at one point, you know, when we first started, Kim and I started this whole thing where I would work a contract, Kim would be off. And then Kim would work the next contract and I would be off. And then we would, depending on what season of life we were in, then we would both find a contract together. And maybe it wasn't at the same hospital. Like currently, Kim and I are at a very small town, very small hospital working in the same department, mm. which is very rare for us. Usually it's a bigger city and two separate hospitals. But this has been a blessing for eight months. And now you're looking at even more money, right? Because singly, we were making double what we were making now with both of us. It just expands that even more. I saw something on y'all's website where you said beforehand, we're basically just spending all of your money and <laughs> when you were in one <laughs> place and working lots of hours. And now it sounds like you're making a lot more and you're having a lot of really cool experiences, maybe even saving more as well. So why do you think you are saving more now? 
yes, we're making more money, but when we started traveling, we really minimalized and and simplified our life. And so we sold our home, which, you know, we lived in this big home near the beach and it was beautiful, but you know, the mortgage was really high and it took a lot of our money. And we sold almost every, like everything we own now currently fits in our Jeep. So it's like, we've really whittled down our life and simplified our life. We've paid down as many bills as possible. We just got done paying off all of our debt. And so our monthly costs are so much lower than they were when we were full-time because we've just worked hard to pay everything off. And now that has given us so much more freedom to travel and to take time off. We're able to use traveling as a way to downsize our life that you that is more challenging to do when you're living in one place. And you get on the road and you realize you don't have a lot of room for extra stuff, at least if you want to get from place to place with ease. Mm-hmm. And you learn that you don't really need that much to be happy, to be comfortable. And so we just live way more simply than we did. And that has made it so much. Yeah, we, we live a lot simpler, but we also adventure a lot more. So it's kind of funny how it all balances out. And we make more money. We make more money. <laughs> it sounds like there's a growing community of travelers in this space, but I'm sure it's still definitely not the norm. Like whenever you guys decided to go do this, were you talking with any of your friends or colleagues that you were working with and they thought you were crazy? Oh, gosh. Everybody thought we were nuts. And number one, like 12 or eight years ago, there really wasn't a lot of people out there that were doing it that we knew of. I mean, social media wasn't wasn't very big at the time. Um, And so we were going at this blind. Our families thought we were nuts. Like, what are you guys doing? They told Aaron because Aaron was the lead and on again on his way to be manager and director of a department. And it seemed like, oh, that makes sense. That's what you should do. But we were like, no, this isn't what we want. But they were like, you're committing career suicide. What are y'all doing? This is a scam. Like, you're going to come back. Nobody likes travelers. Everybody hates travelers. They bring them in because, you know, all these kind of, there was all these things that I think people were throwing their fears out um, at us. But yeah, I mean, literally, like Kim has said before, it was like a country song. I mean, we had all of our stuff packed in our truck. We were staring at our families through the rearview mirror as they're waving to us. And we looked at each other and like, what are we doing? Like, I hope this works out because we really had no guidance when it came to that. We were just mm-hmm. trusting our gut and our list of pros and cons. Our cons were like through the roof and our list of pros were just because we wanted because to and it, it felt right. Yeah. I always say it was a soul decision because it honestly didn't make any sense logistically for us to do this. And we didn't have the money or the savings in case something happened and we had a return home, like our jobs were already taken, but we just knew in our hearts, like we have to do this. We have to take this leap and thank God we did. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. At least you guys had like a set wave that you were making money as you were going to travel. Like when we told our parents that we were moving into an old RV that looks like it was straight off the set of Breaking Bad, like we were just (laughs) going on a road trip and seemed way more irresponsible. So at least you were like, yeah, we're going to still work. It's just going to be in different places. And so it's interesting. I would have actually thought there wouldn't be as much of pushback because it's it seems so legitimate. But I guess I'm coming from my view lens, which 
which is like our conversation was super awkward with family when we were getting started. So I was going to say at that point too, a lot of people now, you know, there's big communities of travelers, which is always fun because again, even like y'all, like getting on the road in RV traveling and, 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 and entrepreneur traveling when people in your normal life might not understand that, but you find your community online and you realize other people are doing it too. And it seems less crazy, but at that time there wasn't a big community of, of teachers and leaders in the industry or even other travelers. And so we didn't know a lot about it and our family didn't know a lot about it. So I think everybody was just kind of like, is this real? Are you guys going to take a contract and then it's, you're going to have to come home? And I think that's there wasn't a lot of understanding of the industry at that point. And we gave up what we had built at that facility. Yeah, and exactly. so that's what they're saying. You're going to go and do this contract and then what? Like you're going to come crawling home right. and then try to find new jobs here and you just sold your home and everything you owned. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. And we were like, well, we'll deal with that we'll figure it out. if it comes. Yeah. And so there, there wasn't that community. There wasn't, there was nothing but a pro and con list. So you guys, you made one, right? Like you made a Facebook group and you dedicated a website and now you have other resources for people that are thinking about having to make that transition for them. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, we really, just organically created what we wished and what we prayed for when we were first starting just to have that support system and for someone to walk us through what can we expect how to set ourselves up for success we made so many mistakes in the beginning left a lot of money on the table yeah and so it just kind of we people would always ask us questions all the time about healthcare traveling and how to get started. And so, well, a lot of our questions too, were how are you guys so young with all this freedom? And yeah. we, were, we were in the Philippines and a guy said, I don't understand. Just when you think you've done things correctly, you come across two other people and realize you've been doing things all wrong. And I said, well, sir, what do you do? He's like, I'm a rocket scientist at NASA. And I was like, holy crap. He was saying that we've done things right. We started just answering these questions. And then we were like, well, gosh, you know, there's not a whole lot of resources out there. Maybe we should do a, a training on answering some of the questions we get asked most frequently. And we did. And there was this, I mean, hundreds of people signed up for that. And we laugh about it now, but that training ended up being like three hours. We were just like, we fire those people. people. Yeah. It was because we had so many questions and so many people were like, oh my gosh. And then that kind of led to us being like, let's start a Facebook group and we'll break all of this down into weekly segments and we'll start teaching people and helping new travelers. And then we did that. And then that just kind of evolved into our course that, that walks people through step by step. And it all just kind of happened because it was it's what we wish we would have had and it never existed. So we created it. Mm -hmm. I love it. And now you guys are actually eight years later. And what, and at what point did you start the Facebook group and host that first webinar? So we did that July of 2016, 2017, 2017. July of 17. And now that community has grown to several thousand members and you guys are currently on your last gig right now. Correct. Well, maybe not the last one forever, but like last one for a while. Right. I, yes. I love that you just said I know, that. Like, that sent goosebumps <laughs> down my spine. Just like, oh my gosh, yes. I did the group two and a half years ago. 
And then we started going to colleges and speaking to students because I think that was the other part of it is, you know, we didn't even know traveling was a thing for five years in into our careers. And so to be able to speak to students and show them, hey, this is possible and use this time to like get your affairs in order so you can start traveling if that's something you want to do. So we started speaking at the colleges and started um, speaking at the Travelers Conference, which is the largest conference for healthcare travelers. And it just kind of started to evolve and take on a life of its own. And yeah, now we're two and a half years in and we have currently two and a half weeks left of this contract. And whether it's the last one or not, I'm not sure, but I do know that we are taking an entire year off to go and travel the world and work inside of our business full time. Yeah, work in our business, do our YouTube videos, do our podcast, just All really things. do things that we love the most. Mm-hmm. Congrats, guys. That's that's really cool. And kick it off in New Zealand is going to be like the epic start to, to this. Going back into thinking about like people who are wanting to make that transition into becoming a traveling healthcare professional, like what are some of the other bigger fears they have? Like leaving behind normal, we kind of covered that. The money thing doesn't sound like an issue. The demand sounds like it's there, but like what are some of the other things that people are kind of really afraid of or that are kind of roadblocks for them that want to go do this but are kind of hesitant? We touched on leaving the comfort zone. I think that's the biggest thing. There's a lot of fears of is this you know, sustainable, the money, and then what they've built already. But I think a lot of the biggest things that we don't like a lot of people don't talk about is you're the new kid every three months. So no matter, it's a weird thing that no matter how much skill you have, no matter how much you know, how no matter where you've been, you're always starting new at that facility. And everywhere does things so differently. Their systems are different. Their computer systems are different. The way the doctors work in our case are different. And so you, you have to be able to learn, erase, and start over. And that can play into people's egos. That can play into fears to where people feel like they're not good enough to do this and I'm overwhelmed. And that's a big fear that we get all the time. And I think another really big one is that we're really fortunate that we travel as a couple. Like we have each other. We have each other's backs. We support each other. We go explore together. But a lot of our community is solo travelers. And there's a lot of fears about going about this alone and leaving all of your friends and family behind. I say you're not really leaving them behind because you, you know, we get a lot of time to go home and see them and it's good quality time, but you're stepping out into this world all by yourself. And there's a lot of fears that come with that. But one thing that we've learned is that you meet the most incredible people, like our best friends we have met at every single contract. Like mm -hmm. you meet people, you build community, you grow as a person in so many different ways because you're always living out of your comfort zone. And, um, and it's, it's a really kind of unique experience, but there's a lot of fears around that as well. Yeah. And I wanted to add to, um, your episode, I think it was 150 with Adam. Is that, am I saying that right? Is it, I think it's Adam, right? Episode 150, he's the uh, CPA. Adam Newburn, yeah. Yeah, he said something that was really cool and it sparked me to rethink things, but the whole thing with decision burnout. And I think that's a big thing for mm -hmm. healthcare travelers because it's elevated because you have to find the right facility, you have to interview, then you have to find your housing and how am I getting there? And am I packing up and driving? Am I flying? What pay package am I taking? And you have to do this all quickly and then reestablish your routine because you're not on vacation. 
you're there working, so you need to feel somewhat at home. And that decision burnout can catch up with people really quickly. Have you guys come across other people who are doing this in their RV? Yes. Oh, there's a huge community. Isn't it funny how, again, like you don't know things exist until you start researching and you realize there's a whole community of people and you didn't even know. And that's how, you know, again, like I found, found your podcast is because we thought about possibly living in an RV and I was researching, oh, okay, who else does this? And then this whole world opened up where there's thousands and thousands and I mean, hundreds of thousands of probably RV healthcare travelers. Correct. Wow. And I feel like I'm I'm somebody who should maybe know this information. So I definitely don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, and it makes sense and why we explored it. And after diving in, we realized it's not a good fit for us right now because we take so much time off and travel abroad. We don't want to be responsible for this big, expensive thing. So we put a pin in it. But when you're moving every three months, just to be able to like turn the key and kind of take your home and your belongings to the next place is so much easier than packing up and finding housing and all that kind of stuff. But it does, too. We also said we like to take uh, contracts in big cities and, you know, Boston, San Francisco, and you do have to live farther out. And so it takes a lot, a little bit more logistics, especially with us being on call. We have to be within 30 minutes of the facility. So there was a lot more added things that we were thinking out. I mean, again, we believe everything is figure outable. So it's kind of like we could do it. But at the moment, we were like, you know what, let's just stick to what we're doing. Wasn't there a book that just recently came out by like, I think Marie Forleo called Everything is Figure Outable. Yes. (laughs) We love her. Yeah, we're big fans. We just did like a whole training in our Facebook group, uh, like using her book because it's so, it's such a good practice and mantra for, for all travelers, but for healthcare travelers, like Things come up and there's challenges and obstacles. But when you take a beat, you can figure everything out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I love her. (laughs) It was funny. She's actually come up two days in a row on the podcast. I I mean, it won't be sequential, but she was brought up on the podcast yesterday. So, you know, if she ever moves into an RV, I'll have to bring her on the show. I doubt she would, but it'd be school wrapped up. Oh, one question I did want to ask is how have you guys navigated your own personal health insurance? If you don't mind me asking, I'm assuming that's something that was previously covered at your work. Is this something where you guys have just had to go out and find one on your own, I would imagine? When you're working, you are covered with insurance. So when you're working for the company, you have health insurance, you have 401ks, you have every in companies match, like everything is very similar of working as as a full-time employer. The thing with, if you're a traveler like us who wants to take time off, If you take more than, I think it's 25 days off. Without signing a new contract. Without a new contract signed, you do lose your coverage. So if you're somebody who wants to take time off, know that when you're working, you're covered. But when you're not, you're not covered. You do. It's best to get your own plan. Mm -hmm. And the companies range from different plans that Kim and I have just taken a preventative plan, which is really, really cheap. And then Kim and I knew that we wanted to get some doctor visits in and different things like that. Um, and get some workups on things. And so we upped our plan to a little bit more expensive uh, plan, but it did cover everything we needed. So there are choices. It's not like you just get this insurance and that's what it is. Um, yeah. Because it's, you know, so we've we've done that for eight years. It's all figure outable. When you first ran into your friend that day that you were on call and you were, you know, having this conversation and got super excited, has this been what you thought and hoped it would be? It's It's so much more. It's been a million times more. 
because when we first started, we were just excited to have more freedom and more time off, honestly, and have an adventure and live in different places. But we've used that freedom and that time off to explore their passions and explore other things that we want to spend our time doing. And that has opened up to, you know, our course and our traveling community and everything our else. podcast, is, YouTube. I never would have Traveling thought, abroad. Yeah, I never would have thought any of this would happen. It's just because you have the time and the freedom, it opens up so many doors that you never, we never had possible because we always had our heads down working, grinding it out every day. Well, and we were also around familiar territories, right? We were in a small town. Well, Jacksonville's not a small town, but we were within our small community. And so again, you stay within that community because that's safe, that feels good, that's what you know. And so one big thing that we said is, you know, we had a couple things that we set out to. Now, I, I believe that people can create that same environment no matter where they go, but we chose not to. If we're going to leave, like, let's really expand who we are as people and really grow and learn and use this opportunity to elevate us. And so we really set out to, you know, I used to always want to go knock on people's doors and just ask them what they did for a living because I wanted to know like what else is out there? Like what are things that I've maybe never seen before? And traveling has allowed us to speak to so many different people, find different things, find different podcasts, find different just people doing cool things. And we're like, wow, there's a community for that. I can't believe this. And it's really opened us up in so many ways professionally, personally, in our relationship. And so it's that's where I think the it's a million times more than what we changed our lives yeah. in all the ways. <laughs> I love it. What's the name of the Facebook group and your website so people who are maybe thinking about this can find you guys online? Yeah. So our Facebook group for healthcare travelers is Travel Life Freedom in Scrubs. Um, and that is a free Facebook group where we do you know free trainings. We try to come in biweekly and, and do some trainings, but we're always in that group. And it's just the most amazing community for healthcare travelers. We built it very supportive very encouraging. And so that's what we really wanted. And so that's what that group is. Um, and then we also have our website is uh, kimandarong.com. And unfortunately, my parents thought they were being unique, but messed me up with my spelling. So it's um, K-I-M-A-N-D-E-R-R-A-N-G.com. Yeah. And then we also have, uh, the last thing I'll mention is we have a podcast, which we just started a few months back that is for travelers, but it's a different, like in our Facebook group, we do tons of logistical uh, that pertain to healthcare traveling, but our podcast is more of like a behind the scenes where we can share crazy stories and lessons we've learned, mistakes, tips, tricks. It's more of a, a fun kind of different side of our experience as healthcare travelers, but also as traveling abroad and, and overseas. Yeah, and that's, that's Freedom and Scrubs, Freedom and Scrubs podcast. Yeah. I love it. This is this has been a blast, guys. Kim and Aaron, thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you this for having fun. us. We love this. This was great. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you want to learn more about Kim and Aaron, give them a follow on their Freedom and Scrubs podcast and all the links they laid out. Those are all available on the show notes page at heathandalyssa.com forward slash podcast. Thank you guys again for listening to this show. Hope you have an amazing day and I'll see you guys next time on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast.